So this weekend was a pretty crazy weekend in the NFL. It got started on Saturday when the Falcons beat the Seahawks. What were your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I just, I guess I sort of believed that the Falcons were kind of fraudulent. I, I thought that the Seahawks would cover the five and a half points. I Just really what it showed me was that Seattle has one of the worst offensive lines in football. Just just really oh, yeah. bad overall. And that uh, that makes a big difference in big competitive games like that. Oh, it's definitely true. Probably my favorite moment of the game was seeing Future walk around the sidelines and just troll Russell Wilson so bad. Yeah, no, that was that was easily the best part of the game was <laughs> being there. And then later in the day, we had the Patriots absolutely rout the Texans, thirty-four to sixteen. Yeah, and I mean, there was a time in that game though where it looked like the Texans were going to cover at least not not going to win but going to cover the 15 and a half point spread and and then Brock turned into Brock and it just it what didn't even end up being close and Deion Lewis also looked really good yeah very true you know at one point Brock actually had less interceptions than Tom Brady and I was totally thinking you know could this be <laughs> a different Brock but then the true colors came out at the end Oh, and all of Brady's interceptions were like, they were like all deflected and, and amazing plays by the defender. And it just, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah, it was pretty much the exact proof that an interception can be a good interception sometimes rather than a Brock interception. Yeah, Brock interceptions are generally terrible. Brady, Brady, I don't think made any really terrible throws at all. No. Uh, next game I'd like to talk about, and it was quite insane. Packers-Cowboys losing to a Jared Cook sideline catch. I honestly don't think it gets any worse than that. No, no, I'm a I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, and, and honestly, I will say this, at no point did I ever actually think Dallas was going to win that game. Even when Dak led them down, hit like made the field goal, thought the game was going in overtime, I just knew Rodgers had that magic stowed in him. He's, he's the best. Rodgers is the best to ever do it. And I don't know. I just, I just, the Dallas defense is not equipped to stop someone like that. And I think the pay, like, I think the Packers, despite being a four seed, have to be the Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, it's definitely true. Um, without a doubt, have to give a lot of credit for the Cowboys season being led by two rookies, uh, Dak and Zeke. It's been a great year for them. It just is such an unfortunate way to go out. But how hot has Aaron Rodgers been towards the end of the season? No, he's been so hot, and it's unfair. It's unfair that they started so well, and or they started so poorly that Dallas had to play them. Like Dallas would have been better off getting the two seed and playing the Seahawks. Like they they realistically would have been better off, but instead, because the Packers started the year off so bad, they're the four seed, but probably they're the best team in the NFC, which just sucks as a Cowboys fan. Definitely true. You know, if you think about it too, the Seahawks offense hasn't been that unbelievable where it may have been a closer game if they would have played them rather than the Packers who have just been red hot. The best thing that I think about this happening is we're probably going to see another random drug test going to Mason Crosby towards the end of this week. <laughs> oh, definitely. What a stones on that guy. He made the 50 yarder at the end twice. Like they don't, they don't win that game with like a league average kicker and Bailey and Dan yeah, Bailey. smoked the 52 yarder as well. Like both of them were just so clutch. You don't really see that too often either. You know, three 50 plus field goals in what a minute. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, like a That's, minute 48 of, of game yeah. time was that was those two drives. It's great to see that for football at the NFL. 
Yeah, no, ask. It, it was a it was very fun game, despite the fact that it left me very depressed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm just one of those guys that just hates Aaron Rodgers just because he's so damn good. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't respect my boy Jeff Janis, but that's, uh, well, Aaron Rodgers is also just kind of a dickhead in general. Yeah, you, you like heard all those reports coming out about him not speaking to his family and then his brother going on The Bachelor and dissing him, and it really does not get much worse than that. No, no, it really does. He he just seems like a jerk. That's just, it's about the, the long and short of it is he just seems like an asshole. Oh, I definitely agree. I think there was actually uh, one report where he totally, like, returned his uh, Christmas parents from his present to them in the mail. Like, he got a present from them and just sent it right back. Oh, that's the worst. That's the <laughs> that's like the worst thing I've ever heard. What a, what a dick. I, I really don't like Aaron Rodgers, and I like him less after last night. Oh, totally agree. Then the last game of the night, prime time. The game actually was supposed to kick off at 1 p.m., but actually got moved to 8 p.m. after some inclement weather was going into Kansas City. Uh, I'm a huge Steelers fan, so that game was obviously tremendous for me. Despite not scoring a touchdown in the entire game, the Steelers beat the Chiefs 18-16. to so I'm not gonna lie, I was I was like too bummed out from the Dallas game. Like I live in Kansas City. Um, uh, one of my roommates was at the game. I did not watch this game. I was too bummed out. I just like went to my room and just kind of like laid down for a little bit and just like thought about you know the meaning of life, why we're all here. But I will say that I thought that the Chiefs uh, plus one, or minus one and a half points was like the bet of the weekend. I thought for sure they would win this game. Um, so big ups to the Steelers for, for winning a game in which they did not score a touchdown and allowed two touchdowns. Pretty crazy to not win a game in that scenario. Yeah, it was pretty wild as well because that was the most field goals kicked by a Steelers kicker in a playoff game and also the most rushing yards for a Steelers running back in the playoffs led by Le'Veon Bell. Being a Steelers fan, one thing that I've really noticed is that the defense has came around towards the end of the year. Like at the beginning of the year, they were getting toasted by so many bad quarterbacks. I guess they just got healthy and have really turned around a lot of the rookies in the secondary. Yeah, the defense is, is really young, so they're all kind of all just learning how to play. Yeah. And then you have Mike Mitchell sitting in the back of the field and just trying to lay people out on every hit, which was pretty great. He got under Travis Kelsey's skin, and Travis Kelsey was not too happy about it. Um, he had some very harsh statements towards the refs calling them or I'm sorry some very harsh statements towards the refs saying that they should be working at Foot Locker after that game yeah Kelsey I mean he's always like I like I love Kelsey it's kind of it's kind of interesting though like I don't think Kelsey will really get smashed for these comments at all like I don't think the media will will trash him whereas if it had been someone like Odell Beckham or Des Bryant or whoever like I think all of those guys would have I think the media would would be raking them over the coals if they had said something about the refs like that yeah, I totally agree with you. And one great thing uh, moving forward is that Antonio Brown probably shouldn't have done this, but went live on Facebook after the game and caught Mike Tomlin in the midst of his, uh, what would it be, like a post-game speech calling the Patriots a bunch of assholes, which he's not wrong about. Oh, he's definitely right about that. Wanted... <laughs> it's probably the last are a bunch thing... of assholes. Probably, oh yeah, that, I agree. It's probably the last thing you want to do is piss off Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the AFC Championship. So they will get them next weekend at 6 p.m., and it'll be the Packers and Falcons at around 3 p.m. kickoff. 
it's gonna be that's gonna be I think probably a, a much worse game than the NFC game. I think the NFC game is going to be very exciting. I think both of those defenses are pretty bad in that game. And I think the that both coaches are going to open at least the first half of that Patriots-Steelers game pretty conservative. I completely agree. What are your predictions for the games this weekend? Um, I will say I think the Packers win obviously win outright cover the spread and i think the patriots win outright and cover the five and a half point spread okay i think on my end i am going to agree with you with the packers i just don't think that aaron Rodgers can be slowed down right now as he much can't. as it he, it's impossible for him to lose and then i don't think i can pick against the steelers since they're my team but it's definitely going to be a great game uh one thing that i think gives them the edge is just gronk not playing if gronk plays there's no chance that the Steelers have of beating the Patriots, but without him, I think that they can pull it off, honestly. Yeah, I mean, Gronkowski is probably the most impactful non-quarterback player in the NFL, and when he doesn't play, the Patriots are like a standard deviation worse of a team. Yeah, definitely. So another big event that occurred this past week was the Golden Globes. La La Land sweep with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, However, the biggest uh, news from the event was Meryl Streep going on to attack Donald Trump, basically claiming how unfit he was for president. Um, I know she lives in L.A., so maybe she was just not happy about getting the charges there. I'm not quite sure. (laughs) It's just the, like, the, so the, I mean, obviously we want these celebrities, these people in the public eye to speak their minds, but uh, one kind of discouraging thing that this election showed me is that we, we live in an echo chamber, right? Like if you right. if you're a Trump opponent, like if you don't think Trump is fit for president, you read Streep's comments and you're like, yeah, absolutely, he's the worst. He shouldn't be our president. And if you are, you know, a, a conservative voter, uh, someone who doesn't trust the mainstream media, so on and so forth, you you probably if you heard the comments, it was probably because you saw Trump tweet about them or whatever. Like just we we completely live in this world where the way we structure our social media, we only really see viewpoints that we agree with. Oh, I totally agree with you. And it's, it's just a shame too, because I think it leads to a lot of ignorance on both sides. Whenever you aren't, you know, maybe watching the full video or just get like looking further than just at his tweets. And then it just creates a lot of ignorance overall. I mean, I was, I was utterly shocked when Trump won. I, everything that I had read, everything that I had seen suggested that he was a a very big underdog to Hillary. And then obviously, you know, I learned a ton of information in the postmortem because I just wanted to understand what happened. And, Mm -hmm. you know, all of this stuff came out afterward about like Hillary, you know, really wasn't dedicating her resources properly. And, uh, you know, Trump's team actually was doing a bunch of data mining and campaigning online in ways that the Democrats were not. And like, I just, you know, no one who talked about this before the election, before the actual day of the election, no one, no mainstream media was reporting this. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely not a politics guy by any means. But being like a stats kind of guy, it's pretty crazy seeing how he won based on like, if you look at gambling websites, how far they thought that he had no chance of winning. But yeah, the the month like the betting markets had Trump at like an eighteen percent probability of victory, just based on like um, bets that had actually been placed and how much vault like how like how much money was in them. It was um, 
think it was like bettingelections.net or something was just tracking the movements over like the whole year of the election. And the night before it was like 80 to 20% like for like in Hillary's favor, which is crazy. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. So, and that was not the only time this week that Donald Trump made the news. He also made the news for what is now known as Golden Showergate, which was pretty interesting. Um, I, I don't think we need to really discuss what that means for our listeners out there, but if you want to go ahead and look it up, um, I don't think that it's quite as big as Deflategate was despite being the president, but it did happen this past week. It did. And you know what? Like, uh, I mean, I think there are a lot of reasons Donald Trump not the most ideal presidential candidate. Uh, this really doesn't make my list. Like if you if you want to go <laughs> if you want to go down a long list of like sexual perversions that our presidents have had, it's just kind of it's kind of insane. Uh, you know, it was kind of like, you know, Kennedy, well-known, well-known philanderer, obviously. Like, I think I mean, I was a big fan of Clinton and his work and the results of his presidency. But, uh, you know, he he got dome in the Oval Office like this. This is not what this is not the things that we should oppose our political candidates for. But it, I mean, it's it's very funny. Twitter Twitter was amazing. And like the resulting 24 hours afterward. Oh, for sure. Just uh, so many subtle jokes. Just take it out there. Whether it's something like, oh, I hope you don't piss me off. Yeah, it just was all day long on Twitter. It was so great. Yeah, it was like it was it was just one of those moments. You know what? Like my my favorite day on Twitter ever was. What's that? Uh, the Monte Teo day when everyone realized that oh, he yeah. had just made up his girlfriend. <laughs> oh yeah, that was so great, man. Yeah, that was like the best day on Twitter. So it it must be noted that obviously this is not we we uh we don't have an official source of this happening, but it was initially reported by BuzzFeed. Um, one interesting thing that I saw was CNN was talking about this video, or actually CNN was talking about this incident and claimed that they had a video of the entire incident. Now, one thing that was amazing with this is that they were playing this video and it was literally the music video of Famous by Kanye West just looped. And for those who haven't seen the video, it's about 10 minutes long. And for Kanye's work of art, what he does is takes a bunch of nude celebrities and puts them laying on a bed. So I, I could see how someone that's naive might think that this is, you know, the Golden Showergate video. But I just thought that it was so great that CNN was showing this to their viewers and people were freaking out thinking they had the video. So amazing. Yeah, I mean, this, I'll tell you what, dude. Like, first of all, BuzzFeed being real news is crazy. Second of all, wait, wait, on, on, on topic number one, we're going to get to that in a little bit. So keep that in mind. But okay. Go ahead. Buzzfeed being real news is crazy. But second of all, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable how much public perception is is generated by these news outlets. Like I, you, it's I don't think it's something you really realize until you kind of get to be our age, until you're kind of in college or graduated from college and you just kind of under you see you see people's minds change based on what CNN reports what and obviously no like no news outlet is 100% unbiased there's just it's impossible it's just that's part of being a human being right it's just it's just the nature of the business and which is crazy which is absolutely insane that our our perception is shaped so much by these multi-billion dollar corporations oh yeah it's pretty crazy too because just thinking about it, when you think of CNN or Fox News or whatever, 
they're just trying to get their ratings up. So whether or not that they actually have the viewer or the video of Donald Trump's Golden Shower Gate, if they show a fake image or whatever, they're gonna get their viewers up from seeing that image. Yeah, absolutely. Like like any any outlet that could get that footage from Russia, assuming it does exist, would absolutely run it, no hesitations. Like the one hundred percent they would do it. Now, getting back to your first point about BuzzFeed, um, man, it, that website is so awful, and it pains me to see how many videos are shared on Facebook from people thinking that it's real news and just how much pe- people worship it. So I actually came up with a little game here going to play. Um, we're going to do some examples here. You're going to guess. Right, let's do it. Um, is this a real BuzzFeed article or not? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So 21 foods that like forgot how to food. That's definitely real. Yeah, it is real. That's that's real. <laughs> okay. Uh, Twenty things that will make you say no with like ten O's. I mean, even if it's not real, it will be real at some point. All right, uh, I'll give you that. It was also real. We have one last one. Twenty-five ways to tell that you were born in the nineties. I mean that's all that also has to be real. These are these are these <laughs> are, this, are all real. <laughs> these are these are real headlines from the place that broke the Trump piss video, which is amazing. Right. So what we're saying is, did this happen? Honestly, probably it did, but being broke by BuzzFeed is not the best and most reliable source. No, but like the thing is like who's that girl from Teen Vogue? I know you know who I'm talking oh. about. Oh, I don't know, man. You might be asking the wrong person on this one. There's like, there's like this, like, there's like this woman who writes for Teen Vogue, who's doing like real political journalism. Like, it because because of the way the internet works, like political journal, like journalism, just in general, like journalism in general can come from anywhere now because of the way the internet works. It's much it's much harder to verify, and you're gonna want to wait for you know a second or third source. But journalism can come from a lot of places. Yeah, that's definitely true. All right, so this is going to be our last topic before we do some segments. Okay. So some other big news that occurred this week um, in the terms of the music world is that Soldier Boy has currently gotten to a huge beef with Chris Brown and 50 Cent, and he actually went on Twitter to release a diss track last night aimed at both of them. So I'm just going to ask you a question right now. If Soldier Boy had to fight Chris Brown, who would win? I mean Chris Brown. Soldier Boy Soldier Boy is like very small. He's like very small. <laughs> like uh there's like some beat writer I follow for NBA who like retweets all of Soldier Boy's tweets. I don't know why he does it. I think he just thinks <laughs> it's really funny. But uh yeah, like I just I just always randomly see these tweets and he's gotta be one of the most ridiculous people. Aren't they gonna box? Aren't, aren't yeah, that was, yeah, they're that was gonna the box. News. Yeah. Yeah. I will I will bet on Chris Brown if odds are offered for that. See, I, I agree with you. I think Chris Brown would win, but at the same time, I don't think Soldier Boy cares at all. I think as long as he gets paid, he'll get his ass beat no matter what he's doing. Yeah, he just wants, he just needs money, no doubt. Because yeah. he is not, he is not, uh, he doesn't matter in the music world anymore. Chris Brown is like just on a Kanye album. Oh yeah, for sure. The thing that always blows my mind though is just the relevant news that happens from day to day. Whenever you're sitting there, I remember the one day a couple months ago, uh, there was this video that came out of Shia LaBeouf freestyling on Sway in the morning, and he just took shots at Soldier Boy, and Soldier Boy is like, "I'm gonna kill you if you come to Atlanta," 
And meanwhile, this is Shia LaBeouf on a freestyle on a morning like TV show. Shia, so Shia LaBeouf went off the deep end after he turned like 22. He just kind of lost it. And the, and it just makes him better that he did that though. He he's like so off the deep end that it's actually amazing. Yeah, uh, like the the cool thing he did when like he like uh, watched all his own movies in like a theater in New York for a day. Oh, I thought yeah, that I thought that stream. thing. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. All right, so. Do you want to do some segments now? And then that'll probably be it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it, man. All right. So now we're going to move on to some segments. Uh, the first segment we have is Hot on the Streets. And this is basically a segment that, that is used to talk about something that's popular on Twitter right now or something like that. So I'm going to go first on this one uh, just as a precursor. And I'm going to say Hot on the Streets right now is Dallas Cowboys memes. Last night oh, after they so lost. so bad. It was so bad. Um, you had Zeke eating a bowl full of L's, and it just went on and on. So many crying Jordans as well. That's Davis, a, what do you think? What do you think uh, in terms of that? And you're hot on the streets. Uh, I mean, that makes me very sad that I have to see all of that on Twitter. Uh, my hot on the streets is going to be uh, NBA All Star Game tweets done as a, a way to get retweets. So it's like retweet if you like puppies oh, yeah. hashtag nba vote joel Embiid or whatever those are those tweets are all over my timeline right now that will be my official hot on the streets yeah joel Embiid's been really great with that too he's had a ton of them um i can't remember what that one he had was but it was talking about how he uh rihanna only dates all stars so nba vote get it joel Embiid in there so that he can date rihanna <laughs> absolutely i'm all i'm all i'm all on board i i support joel Embiid in whatever he needs oh absolutely um so the next segment we have here is hot take so this is basically you just say anything that you think is somewhat controversial now my hot take is i think that the patriots should have to start jacoby Brissett for at least the first two games in the playoffs to make things interesting just to just to make it fair i mean that would be yeah. that would be an interesting little wrinkle that would make them not want to get the one seed so that they could use uh brady in the championship game because then oh, they yeah. would they would play Brissett wild card in the divisional round right my hot take is that mike mccarthy despite the success of the packers this year should be fired i think he's made enough suboptimal decisions with their player personnel and with play calling in tight spots that he's proven that he's not the guy to lead this team that's definitely a hot take it's but pretty I hot totally take. see that yeah. just because uh i saw a tweet that actually came out last night and it was talking about the last play of the game with aaron Rodgers and they said that he just told the receivers where to go. I think there were a lot of times in that game, actually, where Mike McCarthy had some absolutely atrocious play call. But I mean, the 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 pitch play on second and oh, ten that was that was like the worst. That was like yeah. the worst coaching decision. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. the last segment we have is, or I guess actually we'll probably do the Facebook comments. So I'll just edit that out, obviously. But okay. Um, our next segment is bruh. So my bro, this week goes to Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless fell twice this week. First, um, in the middle of the Clemson-Alabama National Championship game, he went on to diss Deshaun Watson on Twitter, basically calling him out, saying he's not a leader. Deshaun Watson ended up allowing Clemson to come back and give them the lead in the game and eventually win to become national champions. The second time was actually the Cowboys, whenever he started praising Dak and uh, Elliott and saying that, they should be 
the MVPs of the team and get all the attention, and then they later went on to lose the game. So Skip maybe wants to lay off the in-game tweets a little bit. I mean, that is uh, just one. That's going to work almost every week. A Skip Bayless, bro. <laughs> just, just pretty much every oh, single true. week. Uh, I just had a really good one in my head. Oh, oh, it is. Uh, mine is going to be, bruh, NFL teams stop hiring Rex Ryan. Uh, there was a report this mo- there was a report this morning that Rex is being considered for a defensive coordinator job. I don't remember off the top of my head which team it was to, but NFL teams, please quit hiring this guy. He never has good defenses. He's had a good defense like twice.